Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Morning Muse podcast. I'm your host, Sierra. If you're new here, and if you're not, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode because I got to speak with the wonderful founder of It's a Girl's Life nonprofit, Charlotte Wasserman, who is also going to go to SMU with me for the next four years, and I'm so excited. I can't wait to see her in person and just hang out with her on campus really excited for that and our journey at SMU, which I'll be doing an episode on soon, probably next month in April, maybe, possibly, not sure yet, but yeah, I got to talk to Charlotte today to just talk about how she started her nonprofit, It's a Girl's Life, where that inspiration came came from, who's helping her, and what she does on a day-to-day basis as a founder of a nonprofit and a senior in high school. So we talk all about those things. We talk about how she balances it all. And yeah, that is the gist for today's episode. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this. She's an amazing person, an amazing human being. So thank you so much, Charlotte, for coming on today's podcast. And let's get into it. Hi, Charlotte. Welcome to the show. Hey, I'm super excited. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Well, Charlotte, tell my audience a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah, sure. So I am a senior in high school, as we are both, and we're actually both going to SMU, which is really exciting. I have not announced that anywhere. Like literally Instagram has not heard, my personal has, but my business account has not, and that's coming soon. I'm going to work on a little fun video for that. Um. (laughs) But I'm so excited about going to Dallas next year. And I'm the founder of It's a Girl's Life, a nonprofit that provides or like fundraises funds to be able to um, host events for teen girls in anywhere. And we're having our next conference coming up in March 3rd or oh my God, March 3rd, no, March 8th, actually, for International Women's Day. And I'm super excited for all girls 7th through 12th grade. It's going to be great. And then we also have a podcast to be able to provide empowerment all year round. And our platform really teaches girls that you can become the creators of your own stories and you can really take control of your world. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. kind of the gist. That's that's really great. I love that. And I'm honestly so excited to see you on campus in Dallas at SMU. That's going to be so exciting. Oh my gosh. I know. So much like fun. two minds that are like motivated and passionate. That's going to be yeah. a lot of unstoppable stuff happening. Yeah, for sure. What does your morning routine look like? Ooh, so I, I love morning routines. Like they are my favorite time of the day because it's like dark and no one else is kind of awake and it's just like my time to kind of like become in tunes with myself so I wake up um at like 5 45 and I immediately jump in the shower because there's no other way that I'm like gonna wake up unless I do that so I jump in the shower and it's really hard to do but I do it and I'm like okay it's just gonna make me feel so much better it's usually warm so it's like you know not a too bad of a thing then I go downstairs and I get some coffee. Usually it is almond milk, but the brand milk. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really good. And then I put cinnamon on top of it because I love that taste. I heard you talking about that, by the way, with the podcaster. Yeah. Yeah. It's like really recently. 
Oh, so good. So on coffee is the best thing ever. It hits different and it elevates the taste. So that's why I do it. It makes me feel really bougie like every morning. <laughs> then um, go back upstairs, drink the coffee, usually do some reading. So reading is kind of the thing that forces me not to be on my phone um, and still gives me that like consuming energy or consuming content feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it'll be like a romance book. Like I, or I'm currently reading actually not a romance book. I'm reading Devil Wars Prada. If you haven't read it, it's pretty good. Um, and then after that, that's like for 15-ish minutes, I'll try to do something related to journaling or meditating to kind of become really like focused on how I'm feeling and like tune in. And that's really important for me because I'm someone that thinks a lot of things all at once and can get really overwhelmed with my thoughts because I have just a lot going on. So building in that time to my day, that time in my day to be able to do it just for me is really important. Um, and, and I always love to just start it off with those three things and then, you know, get ready for school, leave for school, listen to podcasts on the drive to school, stuff like that. That's great. Now, what kind of journaling do you do? Do you follow journal prompts or the, just like a free write? so it's actually kind of confusing because I always really love the idea of journaling but couldn't get into it until this year and I tried like it's gonna be different for everyone so I tried the prompts and the prompts like really restricted me in a way because um I feel really good when I can just kind of like write out everything that I'm feeling and like kind of processing one thought at at a time um, but prompts are really good to get you started off if you're not used to journaling and it feels really weird to just write off the whim, I guess, in a way. Mm-hmm. And so I suggest people to try both. But me, me personally, I'm more of a let's just like write everything that I'm thinking about and go through it. And so I can feel more comfortable with like what I'm dealing with that day or that morning. Yeah, nice. I like that. Have you done your um, day four journaling? Prompts no, I haven't not. either. I, haven't I either. honestly, um, I have to say, I don't know if I'm going to be doing the prompts of day uh-huh. because I feel like I, I don't, it's just a me thing. I'm not a prompts person, I guess. I just yeah. love like, like have you ever through like morning pages? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I've heard of that. I don't yeah. do it. I don't do three pages. I can't, I don't know what's. Oh about gosh, no, pages. I could never do three, but write three pages. I can easily fill up a whole page. Me too. Same Yeah. Here. So it's like, I think instead of doing the journaling challenge, I just need to journal at least once every day. And yeah. that for me, that looks like just journaling out my thoughts for you. It could have looked different, you know, and get yeah. you okay with that. Mm-hmm. For those of you guys who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the find your offline. Isn't it the self-love? Yeah. Self-love day challenge for 30 days. Yeah. yeah. And they like cool. send you an email at like five Oh five in the morning. It's each morning a with a journal idea. Prompt. Yeah, I mean, totally honest. I love the concept and that's why I signed up for it and sent it to you, but I'm not really loving the prompts and that might just be me. Yeah, no, no, no. It's me too, because I've, I've been reading the prompts and I'm like, I can't really attribute this to where I'm at in my life right now, where I can't attribute to this, to attribute myself to this prompt. It's really strange. I feel the same way. But hey, for you guys, listeners listening right now, it might work for you. It might work. It might not. Might as well try it. We've tried it. We don't like it. I like it all that <laughs> so much. That's just our perspective. Yeah. It's so different for everybody. And it's like really a personal journey that you guys just got to try out and see how it goes. What is the story behind It's a Girl's Life? And uh, speaking about a listener question, so, uh, one of uh, one of the link creators that we're both a part of, she asked, um, 
who inspired you to create the organization? This was written by Sophia Sicarino. So go follow her and see, check out her content. So yeah. Hey, Sophia, if you're listening, thank you for submitting a question. This is so much fun. Who inspired me? Um, I was in sixth grade and I decided to start a blog because I was facing some um, academic and social challenges as one middle schooler does, who's like developing and also trying to like figure out a lot of things in her life and how it all works. And um, so I started a blog as one does. And <laughs> I, the person who really inspired me to do this was actually Sophia Amoruso, who is the founder of Nasty Gal, which is like a brand that's out there, but I don't really know if people know about it anymore. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. She's still killing it and crushing it with her entrepreneurship journey. She wrote this book, this book called Girl Boss as a pink cover. And I know this words get throw, thrown around a lot recently, but you got to listen. You got to read the book to figure out like what it means to her because she started the whole thing and she is absolutely the most amazing and inspirational entrepreneur I've ever read a book by. And she made me believe that I can really do anything despite not knowing anything and despite having no prior experience. So that was like, I was like, okay, I don't know how to write a blog, but I'm sure I could figure it out. So I decided to do that. Loved food, fashion, and fun. Those were my, that was my tagline. Um, it was called It's a Girl's Life all the way since sixth grade. And I was just writing about things that were on my mind. And it was like, you know, one day I wrote about fuzzy pants. And one day I wrote about hot chocolate as a middle schooler does, because they don't really have much to talk about any, anyways. Um, and then from there, I grew up, obviously, um, it was like eighth grade. And I was like struggling a lot with self-confidence and self-awareness and like, how do you get back up when like you face a setback kind of thing? And so I found this organization in California that was teaching girls about their grit method. And I thought it was really interesting to learn about grit and resilience and how those worked into our everyday lives and how to use those lessons and what they meant. And so I reached out to them and was like, I really want to do something that's really cool and give back for teens. Like we should collaborate on an event together and do it here in Cleveland. Like I know you guys are only doing it for middle school and high schools in San Diego, but I want to do something for Cleveland teens. And so that started out a partnership of actually three years that we did events together and we did three events together until last year during COVID after our third event, which was virtual. I decided that our missions were kind of going like opposite directions and I really wanted to broaden our impact. I wanted to be able to impact more teens outside of Cleveland and continue to do events and do much more things and, and broaden our mission as well. And what that meant. And so I decided that I left, I was going to leave the organization and start around nonprofit. And that's where it's a girl's life. The 501c3 came to be. That's amazing. I love that. Whenever, every time you mention it to me, I just think it's that's just so amazing that you were able to create something from the ground up that you had this idea basically from sixth grade. That's just awesome. I love that. Thank you so much. It's definitely been like a whirlwind of a story because I did not think this was possible when I started the blog in sixth grade. And like every day I'm just like, mm, it's happening. I'm really living the dream that I thought I wanted to live when I was back and when I was younger. So it's really cool. Uh-huh. Speaking about dreams, Sophia uh, submitted another question. Who helped you reach your dreams as a young woman? Yeah. So the thing is, is that when you're a founder, the original idea person of anything you want to do, you have to ask people for help because as you know, I think when you're starting your own journey, like there's going to be things that you don't know how to do support you need. And 
just like people who might be more experienced than you who have done something like this before or maybe haven't but just have a little more knowing of the world and when you are so young that is just something that you really do need it don't think asking for help is a vulnerability or something you should shy away from you have to ask for help so you can actually be the best version of yourself whatever you want to do and like educating your ideas so people that helped me was like obviously parents my mom was really interested in supporting me in all of my endeavors dad was as well but mom was more interested in like helping me with the day-to-day tasks of it's a girl's life and then I actually found two adults that were also really passionate about what we were doing and they were able to be our first two speakers and still speak at our events today and I've been working with them to develop all the content and everything that that means for an event and they're actually speakers as well so between those two three or four or other people there's more people of course behind the scenes um I'm actually able to execute on an idea that was so much bigger than myself and I was only able to do that with the help of others I know you have you also have a podcast aspect of it's a girl's life what made you decide to create the podcast side of it so I just was getting really fed up fed up if I'm being totally honest with Instagram I think that it's amazing. I love it. I I go on it, you know, for like a long time every day, <laughs> but um, I don't like how like it only shows like um like five percent of someone's actual life. I don't like how the pictures are just a highlight reel. And I wanted to be able to spread our word and the importance of what I thought was important in a longer form content. And a picture and a caption just didn't do the job. And it didn't show like me being authentically me. So that's why I really wanted to turn to something that was audio creating. And that was a podcast. And I tried to start it by myself. It didn't really work. So I brought in a co-host who is an adult and personal development coach who actually works a lot with me on the event stuff as well um, and other stuff with the nonprofit. And so we are able to kind of like co-team the podcasting game together which has been really fun and interesting experience. But now I'm also like getting into being more comfortable with hearing my voice and my ideas and how I speak out and a lot about stuff. So I also am getting really into like doing things by myself and doing some interviews by myself and some with her. So yeah, that's kind of the deal, yo. Mm -hmm. And now what are some of the types of events that you do with your nonprofit? Yeah, so our main event is a empowerment workshop that has gone from being an in-person event for Cleveland teens only to now is our first year doing a national event or conference um, with teens that can sign in from anywhere in, in, in the United States, which has been amazing to go from such a small community to a larger community now. Um, yesterday, we got like 35 attendees in one day and we're at, I think, 135, which was wow. extremely amazing because we still have a month left up till our event in March and we're getting people from like the New York and the Texas area, which is just like states that I never knew we could reach, which is extremely amazing. Um, but our events are mostly teaching girls about gr- grit, our grit module and formula, which basically stands for growing guts, accepting your own imperfections, building your own resilience and finding your team. And to be able to incorporate all those parts in our grit formula into your actual life, you'll be becoming the best version of yourself. So we teach you guys what that is, what that looks like. And then our keynote speaker is like a girl with grit. So she's going to be like an example and a living, breathing person who's actually like living a gritty life per se. That's kind of the deal. 
That's great. Now, what has been like the feedback you've you've received from girls that attend your event and that have like just seen you and these other women coming out to your your platform speaking about these things? What feedback have you gotten from them? It's been a really um, uh, I don't know what the word is receiving. I guess in a way, a really good like give back response. I guess that I've heard from the teens who have attended the event, found our content randomly or whatever, I guess. And a lot of them has been, it's just been really interesting to be able to, when we did do them in person, to literally see the words of our speakers impact the girls. And I was able to see, like, this was an idea that I had. It's like a random eighth grader from Cleveland that I wanted to do that I didn't know was even possible to have girls come from like the Cleveland area, what started in Cleveland, girls coming from different states to be able to attend an event that I created and in, in, and I had the idea of doing um, has been like an amazing experience. And we've heard so much great things about like, wow, I didn't know this is possible. I didn't know I could think in this certain way about this certain situation or just like basic empowerment stuff that we don't get in schools. And, and that's where our organization and our events are filling a void for the education that's super extremely important and why is like inspiring girls to go after their best life so important to you I think it's honestly because as someone who struggled a lot in the beginning with her own like my own like definition of myself self-worth self-confidence I realized that I really didn't want other girls to be able to feel that way and think they were the only one because that's something that I felt and that just like that pain that it caused me like when I was in middle school and like struggling with friends stuff and self-confidence is something that I don't want any other teen to have to go through alone and think like geez there must be something wrong with me because I'm feeling this way because there's nothing wrong with you at all it's just like you know like life stuff happening and and it's going to go in ebbs and waves and you're going to feel on top of it at some points and like maybe one of the worst people at some points and that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you it just means you're developing and you're becoming a person and there's a lot of like setbacks along that are pushing you forward as, as well. Now, I know that you host a meet her event over on your Instagram and on the It's Girls Life YouTube channel as well. What does that entail and what is that event? Yeah, so meet her is basically a series, social media series across like the Instagram and Renard YouTube videos. I like to use space to talk to them, but it's basically a series to be able to connect girls with young women who are acting on their passions and their dreams and to be able to provide like a reality check and authenticity check on what they're doing and show you guys that literally girls can do whatever they want if they put their mind to it it's a range of industries that we touch on we touch on podcasters Thursday we're going to be we've done business small business owners like literally anything and for the hope that you guys can realize that you can literally do anything you want yeah. And just to let you guys know, I was actually a part of the Meet Her series. So be sure to check that out when in this live. I hope you guys love it. I know you guys you will. will. So definitely check that out and just go support her on that on that aspect of it's a girl's life as well. And what are what is like a typical day in your life look like as a senior in high school and founder of a nonprofit? Yes. It's kind of really hard to manage but um reality check yes it's definitely something that's really hard but what I've come to understand is that 
a lot of like the work that I do and I want to be like performing at the best of my abilities in school in as a friend as a family member as a sister daughter a founder like I want to be able to perform the best in all those areas of my life so to be able to do that like I need to be very self-aware of how I'm feeling and adjust my schedule to be able to reflect that so I can either like go and get some more energy if I need it somehow whatever that looks like and whatever that feels the best to me or sometimes it's literally saying like I need some time alone and I can't like do work and I can't you know act on like doing the podcast or whatever it is with a nonprofit because I literally need to take some moments for myself and and that changes on a day-to-day on a day-to-day look but for the most part I do my morning routine get that done with drive to school usually listening to a podcast because I love podcasts like yours um you know every Tuesday I'm like lit tuning in um and then at school it's just like a regular day we have some class stuff if there's ever a free period, I'm trying to get those easy homework assignments done that I like busy work that I hate doing. Um, I yeah, bet you can agree. Uh, yep. And then when I get home, it's like, do I feel like I need some time to re-energize? If, if so, is that like, a, I need to go again in tune to myself or like journal out some like annoying things that happened during the day? Or is it like, I need to go on the treadmill and get some energy from like working out and just like feeling good and strong. And sometimes it changes every day based on what I'm feeling. After that, usually um, I'll get a snack or something. And then I'll get in the grind of doing like homework first, as much as hard it is, is because I want to get started on the nonprofit work that I'm so passionate about. Homework does come first just because it's due probably the next day. And there are a lot of due dates on it. So, you know, got to get it done. Um, and then by like the evening time, hopefully I'll get done early-ish. So I can do like a little bit, like half an hour of it's a girl's life work, like an hour if it's a girl's life work. And that's when I'll do that after I do my homework. And then I'll go to bed and do it all over again. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's a busy day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Now, how do you find these speakers to speak at your events on meet her or just the event that you hold annually through it's girl's life yeah uh a lot of it's research and just looking up these really cool women who are doing really cool things but also I follow like 99% of the people I follow are female founders so it's pretty easy because of that um just because that's the content that I love and get energy from and inspiration from so I'm always surrounding myself with female founders, female creators, female innovators. Um, and from there, I'll just like find people that have really good energy, like on camera or something. And then I'll reach out to them and I'll be like, hey, so-and-so like thinking they'll probably not respond. And I guess somehow they do. Um, and sometimes they don't, but I've reached out to so many people. I forget like who doesn't respond if I'm being quite honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I reach out to them through Insta DM. That's how I've gone. Every single one of our speakers, every single one of our guests on the podcast, every single meet hers all been through Instagram, except I think like one of them or two of them has been through LinkedIn, but Instagram is the main one. Get a good, short, sweet Instagram DM about who we are, what we do, what's the offer, what's in it for them. And then ending it for like why this would actually be something we would want to do. And, uh, I think it's like seven out of 10 times people respond back, which is really cool and amazing. Yeah. And that also goes to show you, like, don't be afraid to reach out to somebody who you think might be an awesome person to talk to. Like, it's amazing how like one single DM can just like change the way you do things. Like 
the one interview can change your whole entire life. I so agree. I think all about all the time, like one way that someone says about something to you can change everything. And it's so crazy how much people's words have been packed on other people. And like, yeah, the, yeah. the it's just limitless. Yeah. And it also talks about how powerful you are as a person to get them to agree to those things and to like show people that what, like you're that great of a person to talk to, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just find that so amazing. Now, who has been your favorite person you've met through your nonprofit? Uh, that's really hard <laughs> there's been so many like cool people that I literally like never thought would ever write back yeah. um I would say most recently one of the coolest people that I ever thought that reached back out to me and we had her on the podcast was Amanda Zuckerman she's the co-founder of Dormify which is a one-stop shop for everything you need for college dorms I bet you Sierra and I will be shopping from there in the next yeah, few months probably. Um, and yeah, she was amazing. I literally DM'd her and I was like, I've been reading about you in Forbes 30 under 30. Like I know your whole story from listening to it on podcasts and I love everything you're doing. I've been hearing about Dormify for years from older siblings and stuff. Like I would love to have you on the podcast. Like we like girls would love to hear from you and like how you created this and how you stay real throughout the process. And she literally wrote back and I was like, hello. You, you respond to me. You want, you want to be on our podcast? Like we don't have that much listeners, you know, she's like, yeah, I would love to like, you're like, she literally told me people reach out to me all the time, but something about your message and something about how you phrased what you do set it so much apart. So that's how important it is to change like a potential no from a potential yes. Yeah, definitely. For sure. And now what are some of the habits you instill to keep yourself on track with your school and your nonprofit work? I love a good, um, I love like physical reminders as well as digital reminders. So I'm a big like Google calendar girl, um, for like appointments and like class time and stuff. But then I love, 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 love writing things out and like a getting a little to-do list going. And one of the things I've been doing most recently has been like literally at the start of my day, just be like, after I've had like a really calm morning routine, thinking about everything I want to get done. And naming like three priorities, I'm really trying to limit myself to three things, either if it's in the morning or the afternoon or the evening that I want to get done. And then when I, before I start the task, I highlight it and it's like igniting a thought in my head. That's like, okay, we're going to go do this right now. And because you already highlighted it, it's like, it, this is a good time to yeah. do this thing. And that's been really helpful that I've been trying out. I like that. I like that a lot. I was about to ask you if you are a digital or a physical well, planner both yeah me too yeah now speaking of digital planning since you use google calendar do you time block your day out mm, i've tried it and i've also tried doing like the notes like bullet point checklist kind of thing like apple notes mm-hmm. um that for some reason i i don't like it like i thought i did i tried to like force myself to like it because all the youtubers are talking about it and i was like mm-hmm. if they're doing it it must work for me or like I've seen all those that girl like calendars and I was like this is a beautiful calendar like maybe that would make me do my work but what I realized is like splitting up your day into like three sections say that's morning afternoon dinner or after dinner or it's maybe morning afternoon before dinner after dinner like something that you get like your head into like splitting it up in time chunks of like 
four-ish hours or whatever, and then figuring out like what are the th- like two or three things I need to do in this chunk and just like letting that work itself out has been something really helpful for me instead of being like 15 minutes, I'm going to do this. And for 15 minutes, I'm going to do this. And I have a 15 minute break to have lunch. And I have a, like all that stuff. Oh my God, my head would like explode. Um, so that's my perspective. Yeah. I used to like time blocking my day until just recently. I was like, I realized that yeah. I just ignore the times. I'm, and I just say to myself, I'm going to do it when I either get to it or when I have the energy to do it and not forcing myself to do something in that time period. That's key. And I think it's a lot of like, um, which is an interesting concept I heard about recently. It's like half of it's like, like, yes, it is making yourself do it at some point, but it's also like, you need to do things when you have the most energy. So becoming super clear of like, when do I have the most focused time? When am I the most clear? And scheduling the tasks that are the most, ha- most like concentrating, demanding, like maybe a studying or something or a specific topic in school. It's just really hard and you need to have full energy when you do it. And then scheduling or not like scheduling, but figuring out like I need, I'm a morning person. So I'm clearest in the morning. I need to get to my hardest stuff in the morning or it literally won't happen. Or I need to get it done right after I do a workout. Um, stuff like that has been extremely helpful. Yeah, same here for sure. Like me, if it's past like nine thirty, there's mm-hmm. no way you're catching me getting work done. There's no, no way whatsoever. Or it's gonna take like it. ten hours to get exactly. one thing done. Exactly. And I've just been like senior year. I'm literally like, why force myself to do work when it's gonna take an hour longer than it needs to? When I can wake up the next morning like thirty minutes earlier and get it done quicker. Right. Yeah. Especially for like math, I try to convince mm-hmm. myself I need to do it tonight. But then I think I can just get up early and I already wake up early anyways. So yeah, just you do, do it. And then I see your videos. Do you it really early. Right. Yeah. I just, just do it earlier in the morning and just get it done then. It's like, uh, it's so funny how we try to convince our brain to do things when we know we're not as productive during that time period. Yes. And it's so important to figure that out for you guys, because like, I literally just figured it out this year. When you were applying to colleges, how stressful was managing that and working on the nonprofit as well at the same time? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, those feelings were scary. Well, for me, the college process was the, it was super exciting. And I can't yeah. believe I'm like to say I'm done with that. That makes me like, oh my gosh, crazy. Yeah. But the thing about it was like, I just wanted to really be extremely true to myself so I could figure out a college that would make me feel that I can like fulfill this most authentic version of myself because I'll be the most comfortable if I'm being myself. And, and that was like, I almost created an intention for the entire process. That was literally like, let this be a time where you're figuring out yourself, you're changing things because you're learning more about yourself and you're learning more about what you want to do and let that happen. And, and don't try to like go in with like a, I'm going to go here and that's it kind of mindset, because that's not, how it works and and if you want to find the place for you you have to be open about it and 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 that was when the process was the best parts when I was open about it and I mean I changed my choice my top choice I changed it like so many times and I did somewhere didn't get in and that and that was I'm happy that I didn't get in honestly yeah. because I'm so excited for where I'm going to now and where I'm going to now was not even a choice until August so I think that was the same thing for me too Literally. That's weird. 
so it's, strange. It's crazy, but it's also like this extremely exciting time where you can focus on like, what do I actually want? And like be the controller and the driver of that decision is it to, to some extent. Yes, there's like financial stuff and locational stuff that maybe that's, you know, your family is like, you can't leave the States, you got to pick out a state, like a school in the state or whatever. Mm-hmm. If there's restrictions in any way, shape or form with that. Yes, those are going to be there, but you have to kind of like cancel the noise of the friends and of what other people are saying to you about what you may like to be able to really tune in and figure out what do I want to go? Where do I want to go? And how does that make me feel? And that is like my biggest tip. I resonate with a lot of that because for me, I was, I was open, like you, I was open to like learning more about each college I was interested in and stuff. And I also changed my top choice multiple times. And I was like, okay, I like it here, but are they really offering me the best things for me to be able to accomplish what I want to accomplish in my life? Like, are they giving me that fullest potential? And like what, not only can that campus bring or what can their facilities and their teachers bring to me as well. I had to factor in a lot of that stuff and, and the location to die. I want to be close to home. Do I want to be far away again? Like being here in Pennsylvania while I'm at boarding school and stuff. So it's like really interesting. Like, yeah, I didn't get into one of my top, one of my top two schools. I was like, okay, that's fine. That's made my decision even easier to figure out where I want to go. Right. And also like the thing is about that stuff is like, you should so go for it if you feel like that's good for you. Like I don't regret going for like this really hard school that I wanted to get into because I mean, I'm sure if I went there, it would be all fine and everything, but like rejection is a really just good learning opportunity in itself. And like not letting that totally ruin the rest of my like four years that are ahead of me has been a really good opportunity to just like get clear, like you said, on like what I want and like that's a sign that they didn't choose me because I'm not supposed to be there and being okay with that is really important right yeah yeah it's like also it makes you think if you end up going there what's to say your first year there you're like oh crap I'm not supposed to be here I'm I'm making the wrong decision yes yeah and it's like weird to think about it like that but you almost have to because it's like you can't let like a college decision get in your way of being yourself and and living your best life. Yeah, exactly. What has being a founder of a nonprofit taught you over the years? Yeah, it taught me so much. Um, Everything that, every life lesson, honestly, it comes back to like an entrepreneurial lesson that I've learned. Uh Um, Some of them have been like creating and finding other people who are equally passionate so you guys can strengthen each other's weaknesses. Um. Another thing would be like, honestly, like going on a personal development journey has been the best thing of my entire life and constantly working on myself has also been a really good thing because it shows me that we grow and we become better and we advance over time. And just by like doing a little simple thing every day, that's like focusing on yourself and um, giving yourself that time to be able to turn inwards has been like so rewarding um and just like really a good experience that's been another thing um another thing has taught me is like prioritization just like 
realizing that not everything's going to get done sometimes and that's okay and some things aren't supposed to get done at this point and you're not supposed to be able to do everything at once another big thing has been never compare yourself to others because you guys are on two separate different tracks you're doing two separate things even if you're both podcasting that doesn't mean you're podcasting about the same thing that doesn't mean you have the same exact goals um that doesn't you're literally different people with different characteristics different strengths different weaknesses um don't put yourself on comparing yourself to another person because it's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I would say is like, there's enough room for, at the top for everybody. And just realizing that is huge. Now, how do you publicize your nonprofit and what social media platforms do you use? So I'm big into the Insta, even though I'm also annoyed with it, but I still do it because, you know, who's not on Instagram all the time? Exactly. Realistic. <laughs> <laughs> I do love it, but I also hate it at the same time. Anyways, um, so yeah, Insta, big one. I would say another one has honestly been the podcast because I'm getting out my authentic voice and we don't have like huge listener base. So like, it's very mm-hmm. weird to like see that number, like go from zero to like one and two people listening and three people listening and yeah. up and up and up. It's crazy. Just like people want to like listen to me speak. Like exactly. who would have ever thought? Yeah. I'm sure you feel the same way. Oh yeah, um, for sure. I was. Then, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's shocking. And then the last way that's been a new one um, that I've been working on is reaching out to publicists and authors who like are like writing at these various news sources or like have their own really good blog that a lot of people read and trying to get them to feature my work or even just like going on other podcasts and like doing little collaborations with other Insta accounts. Those have been like my biggest ways of getting um, more people to hear about and hear the word about it's a girl's life did you say you're on instagram mostly and i know a lot of my friends are content creators how did you grow your instagram and how much did having a strategy help you mm. so i honestly feel like i can't speak to this because i honestly feel like i have always been like oh i want more i want more you can always want more and so that's the thing you gotta first realize that it's not it's like don't do that I want more I'll be happy when kind of situation because then you'll never be happy and that's really not a good thing so the first thing I would say is like believing your message and your mission um and be confident in what you're talking about and that looks like certain what they're talking about even if they don't know what they're doing that would be like my first part of the strategy which is like my strategy is going to be not like post every day on instagram and you'll get more followers because that's never worked for me or post like a reel every time i've just gotten like a bunch of really weirdo followers that aren't real followers like fake accounts and i literally lost 20 followers so i was like okay yay people who don't want to see my content aren't following me that's kind of a good thing because i want like only people who want to see my content to follow me exactly. um and another thing has been like don't have a strategy like just do it and post when you feel good and write content when you feel good and most authentically you because if it's forced people can realize and it's fake people can also realize it and people don't want to connect to someone who is being fake because there's already a lot of those people in everyone's life Mm -hmm. yeah I would definitely agree now I want to get into some more of the listener questions a lot of them have actually already been answered which I find that very funny um one of them, and from another link creator, Sarah, she said, what do you hope for the nonprofit to be like in five years? Ooh, 
That's such a crazy question. I'm such a person who likes to think about the future, but with college and everything, I'm trying to force myself to not plan everything before I arrive. Um, one thing that I really hope is to find someone in college that's really equally passionate about our mission and change this from a only me doing it thing to a two-person thing and be able to form a relationship about equally passionate things and be able to strengthen each other's weaknesses in a way. Um, it's just like been a really long time of doing this only by myself and like being the only person creating it that I want to invite more people who are also passionate about to work on it with me. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm really hoping to do that. I'm also really hoping to work in the local Dallas area because I'm going to be going to Dallas next year, maybe do an event with some middle schoolers and high schoolers. I don't know. Maybe if I think I want to do a sorority and rush and all that. So maybe like having our organization work with the sorority that I'm in, that would be amazing and do some college female empowerment event. Um, there's a lot in the future that I think is going to be happening because I think this topic of female empowerment is only in its beginning roots and the future is very bright for us. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. I love that a lot. And another question I saw was from Claire. She's also a part of Link. We have a lot of Link creator questions in here, which hey, I Claire, love. What's up, girl? I love it. <laughs> she said, how do you find the right nonprofit? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? Like, I guess... I guess yeah. she might mean like finding the right nonprofit to support, I guess. Right. So, so I created my own nonprofit. So I, it's not like we support other nonprofits, but um, depending on the direction that she wants to go, if you're wanting to start a nonprofit and you don't know how to start it, I would say check out Instant Nonprofit. They do like the whole lawyer situation because nonprofits are like deal with the IRS. Like I get like casual, like, mailings from the IRS and I'm like oh my god am I in trouble with the IRS like this is very scary but it's just like a update filing sort of situation uh-huh. because we're like un, a service-based business not for profit um and the site that I would suggest to check out if you want to start your own nonprofit is instant nonprofit because they are the lawyer all in one and do all the legal stuff and all of that like consulting stuff that's like really nitty-gritty details and none of us know how to really deal with unless you're like some lawyer that I don't know about. Um, and then the, and like specialized in nonprofit work, I guess. And then the other thing is like, if you are looking to support a nonprofit and you don't know which to support, you got to find something that like, what do you care about? And like, find something and look that up and like, see if there's a nonprofit for it and you can donate to it. I know we're all always open to taking donations, but of course, like we might not be the nonprofit for you. Another listener-based question from Maya she said is there anyone helping you and supporting you do this nonprofit yeah we have a team of so my mom also works on it like we talked about before um with me like day-to-day stuff um and then we have a team of two professional adults who are both um actually coaches one of them's a professional or uh a personal development coach for teen girls and young women the other one is a business coach for women who are wanting to start their own businesses and between them I'm able to work with them on content and everything for the nonprofit. but a lot of the behind the scenes work and like the donations that we raise and all the money and all that kind of stuff I deal with and then we have a teen board that's a group of like 20-ish teenagers who are also helping us raise some funds and spread the word hoping to grow that to a national ambassador program because I think that would be really cool 
and you know have someone do social media and have someone do the podcast producing stuff like that and then um a really cool partnership that we've been working with for the past two years has been John Carroll University which is a local university here in Cleveland actually found out about what we were doing with our events and decided to partner with us to be able to spread the word about the events to other universities and then universities were able to send the information to local middle school and high schools and that's been a new thing as we started the nonprofit. that's great yeah well those were all the listener questions but I have one more question for you I know you said to me earlier um, that you landed your dream partnership because of your nonprofit. How happy did that make you when you found out you were going to be doing this partnership and how did you get this partnership to happen? Yeah, it's actually the most crazy thing because I'm honestly all the time like that's happening and I can't specify who is with or any of like that because it's not out into the public yet, but I can definitely talk about the experience. So um, there's this company that I got a gift from for my birthday, but I also knew about it for the past few years, Female Empowerment. Um, empowering them through the products they sell, which I won't specify. Um, more details coming out in May with the official launch. Um, but essentially, really loved what they were talking about, loved their mission. It was a very, like, our missions very much aligned. And so I did, as one person does, and we talked about earlier, I created a very nice looking DM, reached out to the founder, thought she would never respond because why would you want to talk to me, like this small nonprofit? We just started in August. I'm literally 18. She is in her 30s, probably. Like, what could I ever provide? You know? Um, but I trusted myself. You know, I, I threw myself out there as as it's really good to do. And she actually wrote back with her email. So I wrote her an email and I was like, first of all, this is insane that you actually wrote back to me. Like, this is my idea. I don't know if we could ever do this together, but I wanted to propose it to you because you never know if anything will turn out good unless you do it. So you always gotta do it. And then like a few weeks later, had to follow up with her for a few times. That's very important. You should always follow up with people because they could could just be busy. Like people are really busy and they could just forget and that's okay. So followed up with her. She finally wrote back and was like, we'd love to do something together, but it wasn't like very clear. So then a month later, followed up again, heading into the new year now because this all started in October. Um, So it was like January. She writes back to me and is like, we have a really good idea of how we want to work with you and your nonprofit. Like, let's set up a time to chat. I was like, this is actually moving the needle forward. Like, I didn't think that this company would ever want to work with a nonprofit. I wonder what they have in mind. And I thought it was going to be like a little something, something. Met with them like last month. And they told me that they were doing this program where they were featuring different nonprofits based on what their audience found really important and their female empowerment nonprofit was going to be it's a girl's life and I was like you want this organization that started out as a blog when I was in sixth grade to be your female empowerment organization like oh my gosh of course we'll be your female empowerment organization this makes me so happy I didn't know that an 18 year old who just like started all this stuff because she's passionate could actually like get a corporate partner within six months of starting her own nonprofit I didn't know that like how that worked um, and so that happened and they're basically going to be making this product. We're going to be a part of one of their nonprofits, their female empowerment nonprofits, and this product will be sold in all their stores online. So anyone can buy it or whatever. And 25% of the proceeds will go back to the girl's life. That's amazing. I know. I was like, that's so exciting. Hello. I know it's very exciting and I'm very excited, but it's also like shocked. Yeah, I bet so. 
That's insane. It was crazy. (laughs) That's fun. Now, I have some really fun questions I want to ask you that I'm really excited to see what your responses are. Yeah. Um, One of the first ones is, if you were to meet an entrepreneur who's going after her best life, who would you want to meet? This is really hard because I have a list. Uh, (laughs) I would say I really want to meet Sophia Amoruso because her book inspired me to do everything I did today. Uh Next, I really, really want to meet Whitney Wolf Hurd. Have you heard of her? I haven't. She actually went to SMU, but that's very cool. She has an amazing story about how she used to work at Tinder, which is a dating app. And she faced a lot of bad relationship things and also bad things in the business that were just messed up. So she decided to, after she overcame all of those really hard, like pain points in her life to start her own dating app called Bumble, which is also a really well-known dating app. I don't know. I'm not on it, but I just like her story. And she, it's all based on like females making the first move. And it's all about like female empowerment in the dating world. And it's just really cool. What I love about her story is that like, she turned something that was so like vulnerable and pain point based into something that was helping more people. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love her story. I love to like grab coffee with those two people, but probably never happened, but you never know. Yeah, never know. Something could always happen. <laughs> what are some of your go-to drinks at a coffee shop? Mm, I love coffee shops. So a latte with almond milk and cinnamon, as we talked about before. Or if it's a treat day, then a chai tea latte. Nice. I like that. Those are good. Okay. Watch us go to coffee shops together at SMU. Mm, I know. I'm already scouting them out. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Um, Favorite book you've read and book recommendations? Okay. So I'm going to do Girl Boss because entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Um, Another book that I really, really, really liked was 31 CEOs who mean business girls who run the world um that's or girls yeah girls who run the world um that's a book about female entrepreneurship a bunch of these like behind the scenes of like big big brands like soul cycle birch box um uh hint water company all these like female entrepreneurs really book that i really really love a book that i'm reading right now for personal development is um creative uh what is it called um create oh yeah big magic creating creative living beyond fear super good subtitle art of not giving up that's the sore word i'm not gonna say it but amazing amazing book but i also <laughs> really like romance books x talk it's about two podcasters who like have a relationship that's really cute X-talk. have you heard of it i haven't and then no. the hating game so good it's funny that you mentioned some entrepreneurial books because I talked about this on last week's podcast episode with Jen Lauren. She mentioned um, The Emotional mm-hmm. Entrepreneur by Scout Sobel. Yep. Do you listen to OK Sis? I do on and off. Some days. Okay. Depending on some days you do, some days you don't. Yeah. Yeah. I like them. They're cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely putting on reading. She's them. an amazing entrepreneur, by the way. Shout out to her. She's listening. Doubt she is, but she's really cool. Yeah, for sure. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Um, if you were to host your It's a Girl's Life event anywhere in the world, where would you host your event? A corporation that's run by a female. I don't know. Like, like the CEO's female. Uh-huh. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah. 
And to wrap this up, what does going after your dream life mean to you? I think going after my dream life is doing things um, every day that makes me feel fulfilled and makes me feel like me and being my authentic self and spending time with people who make me feel that way as well. I love that so much. That's great. That's awesome. So fun. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Charlotte, for coming on to my show today. Thank you so much for having me. This was really, really fun. Yeah. And where can my listeners find you? You can find me on Insta at It's a Girl's Life Org. You can find us on our website, it's a girl's life.org. Um, podcast, it's a girl's life podcast. All these things will come up when you search it's a girl's life. So awesome. Go support all of her platforms on the internet, her website, her podcast, and her Instagram. So, yeah. Thank you. This yeah. Was fun. Well, you guys, that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to Charlotte and her story on how she founded her nonprofit. I had an amazing time speaking with her. And please go support her. All of her socials and her website for it's a girl's life will be linked down below in the script in the description box so you guys can go check her out i'm so excited to see her over the next four years at smu so go mustangs if any of you guys are listening to this and you guys are from smu so yeah i'll see you guys next week bye guys